When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to Hour 3 of the Donna and Steve Show on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. Guys excited uh, for Yellowstone to come back? No. I am. I am too. I don't know how it's going to work without Kevin Costner. Are they Is that going to be the end of it? I can't remember. Yeah, so this is going to be the final season, this final half of season 5 that they're on. Uh, so it'll wrap up and then they're going to reinvent it as 2024. And I'm not joking. Stop. The title of the show will be called. The new title of the show will be 2024. Two parts. One, obviously, they can't or they want to get away from Yellowstone without having Kevin Costner. But secondly, by doing this, they can get out of that Peacock deal for exclusive streaming rights. Oh. So 2024 will know because right now Yahoo or uh, Yellowstone is exclusively pe- uh, streamed on Peacock, right? Sure. Which is weird because it's a CBS property and a Paramount Plus property. Yeah. But it was a deal that was done before the launch of Paramount Plus. Right, right. So now they're going to be able to get the rights back by doing the Matthew McConaughey led 2024. I see. With all the same okay. characters of Yellowstone. Okay, well said, believed. Mike. Yeah. So apparently, allegedly, supposedly, Kevin Costner has been feuding with the co-creator Taylor Sheridan for months. Um, this was initially over reports that he wanted to cut down his Kevin wanted to cut down his work schedule on this second half of season five. Um, the shooting of which was delayed by the uh, strikes, right? Now the season is scheduled to premiere in November. In the first half of season five, uh, John Dutton, Kevin Costner's character, was elected governor of Montana. Um, Apparently, Costner called Sheridan last year in an attempt to repair any damage between the two of them. And to appear in the second half of season five. Unfortunately, that discussion didn't end well, reportedly because Kevin Costner wanted to veto power over Taylor Sheridan's scripts. Veto Corleone. So that was a non-starter. So now it looks like he is not coming back. Um, So um, Costner also has a moral death clause in his contract. This is the best part of this whole story. What is this? It severely limits the way his character could be killed off. Oh. That includes deaths that would cause shame and embarrassment to John Dutton. Now, so now fans are weighing in on John Dutton's uh, possible death. One theory has him, uh, um, let's see, on... 
Oh, a recurrence of his colon cancer sure. that he battled in season one. That was really something else. Damn. Remember that, Mike? When oh, they yeah, were absolutely. doing the operating mm-hmm. and like in the was, barn? Yep, yep. Damn. But why didn't they take him to a hospital? Great question. No hospitals. I'm sure that was the reason. No hospitals. I mean it. Anyway. Um, so, Dad, you just want us to work on your colon cancer in the barn? <laughs> in season two, it was feared that his cancer had returned because he was coughing up blood. That turned out to be a ruptured ulcer. Maybe it was an ulcer that they were dealing with. The second season, yeah, that's when he was. But then these also, well, he had the, there was gunshot wounds at one point too. They were working on so right. yeah, there's yeah, yeah there's there's lots of. Lots of drama in that show. Yeah. So that's that's a lot of what fans are speculating, which would not be a violent death. It wouldn't shame or embar- you know, embarrass the character. Um, I'm trying to see. Is there anything else? I think that's the only one that they, they've really come up with. Well, I feel like the obvious step, and you watch this season, and I don't want to give too many spoilers here, but so if you are watching, maybe you're, you know, step aside if you don't want to listen to this part, but... I mean, right at the very end, it was alluded that Jamie was maybe going to take some action right. and really do what he could to assure he would have a chance to to get that governorship. and to. However, he wouldn't do something that would be embarrassing to the character, right? Because they can't. Well, mm-hmm. Is it embarrassing to be killed off? Not to be killed off. Well, I yeah, think I think it's, it's the just way. the nature of Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, mean, if, if it's a really... If your son's going to take you out... Mm-hmm. You think that would bring shame to uh, yeah. John Patton? Yeah, absolutely. It was an epic fight, but he ultimately served right, to Mike. the yeah, it's an vicious battle. <laughs> to lose in a duel. Sure. As opposed to a, a bender of coke on the back of a saddleless horse. Right. All I've right, just never well, heard of that before. A moral clause, a moral death clause in a so contract. Stupid. That's so awesome. The, the, and for the character, too. Yes, for the character, not for, not like for the me, guy. Kevin Costner, just <laughs> right. like really interesting. Exactly. Um, I have a little something. Okay. I David Letterman. I love David Letterman. David Letterman was uh, talking a little bit about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I think this was like on his social. And it's the top trending story on uh, TMZ right now, too. But I just want you to hear David Letterman talk now that Taylor Swift is, in theory, going to the Super Bowl to cheer on Travis Kelsey, her boyfriend of the Kansas City Chiefs. Here's David Letterman randomly chiming in. And by the way, I hear the laugh of uh, of Paul, um, oh my gosh, Paul Schaefer, Schaefer yeah. in the background as well. So I need to know a little bit more about what also was going on when they shot this. But here's Letterman on Taylor Swift. So now here's Taylor Swift, who is a glowing, bright light of goodness in the world, and she starts dating uh, Kelsey Grammer. And people, no, that's go, not true. What? Kelsey Grammer? Yes. And the, the Kelsey Grammer people say, oh, no, 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 don't bother <laughs> us. Kelsey and Grammar the Taylor people. Swift people, the Swifties, are saying, oh, we don't want a footballer in here with Kelsey Grammer. And I'm saying, <laughs> huh? Travis Kelsey. Right. Travis Kelsey. And I say to both camps, this is such a lovely thing. Shut up. It's good for the footballers. Yeah. It's good for Taylor Swift. And it's something positive and happy for the world. Taylor Swift is a huge force and I think just wants to see people do the right thing. So God bless Taylor Swift Aww. and Kelsey Grammer. That's all I have to go. Who's the woman? I don't know. They were all off camera. Only Letterman was on 
this Instagram video. I like she goes, that's not true. I know. Not correct him. She just goes, that's not true. Kelsey uh, Grammer. Um, I, w- I don't think I've ever recall Letterman interviewing Taylor Swift. By the way, it's 11-11. Please pray for Big Bird. Thank you. That is because Big Bird is now small. He's one of the only people I follow on Twitter right now. How many people do I follow on Twitter? I don't know. Probably one. And it's probably Big Bird. Um, yeah, let me see who I follow. Uh, Big Bird. Um, anyway, he turned small like six days ago and has been sending out updates on Twitter about him being a small bird now, wondering if he's just bird and no longer big. Elmo sent out, uh, hey, everybody just checking in. How's everybody doing yesterday? The internet trauma dumped on Elmo. And Elmo later said, it's 11-11. Let's all make a wish for Big Bird to get big again. So there's some stuff going down on Sesame Street. And Elmo also decided to peek outside of Sesame Street and realize that a bunch of people in the world are really dealing with some crap right now. So that they trauma dumped hard on Elmo. Go read the comments of Elmo's Twitter question yesterday. Will do. Thanks, Steve. Gotta gotta run. All right. Got to run good and come back, though. We got to study. I've got some phrases that if you use, um, you might have low emotional intelligence. And I have a little study on uh, today's National Plan of Vacation Day. If you have been negotiating for more vacation time, I'll give you a reason why maybe you shouldn't. I'll explain when we come back. It's Don and Steve on my talk. We're out. Hey, it is Rocco for MNFatLoss.com. I'm happy to tell you about MNFatLoss.com. I would not tell you if I didn't believe in it, if I didn't think it was a great way to retrain yourself to eat better, lose weight, watch pounds come off. I did the MNFatLoss.com weight loss program last March, April, May. I watched basically a pound of fat come off my body every day, and I loved it. I lost about 25, 30 pounds. And now that we're almost a year later, I looked at the scale this morning, and I'm right where I was when I lost all that weight. I was in the high 190s when I started this plan. I ended up in the low 170s. That's where I am today. You don't need to take weird drugs and worry about side effects and worry about that hunger coming back when you get off the drugs. Take the time-tested methods that the doctor and his team at MNFatLoss.com taught me. It all starts with a free consultation. Go to MNFatLoss.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, This A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Hey, good morning. We're back. You're listening to the Donna and Steve Experience on my talk 1071, where talk is fun and we have a study. Studies have shown that studies medic- have shown that the microbial. Several long term studies have shown. They've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown. And here with their findings are study buddies. The perfect nerd couple. Donna and Steve. Yeah, this is interesting. Okay. Kim Cross AI. I guess you could call it a study. Huh. Sure. It's about. Low emotional intelligence. 
Okay. Okay. I almost feel like this is also like a generational thing, but see what you think. Okay. So emotional intelligence is defined as the ability to perceive and evaluate feelings accurately in ourselves and in others. Okay. But mm, do you know if you need to work on your skills or not? We all could probably use a little work, huh? Right. If you use any of these following phrases, it might be a sign you've got low emotional IQ. Oh, this is good. Oh. Okay. So if you say things like, I'm not changing. This is who I am. What a stupid thing to say. Yeah. (laughs) So many people say that and don't change. The whole point of life is change. You should be growing. And And I think it's healthy if you look back on the person that you were 10 years ago and say, thankfully, I changed. And usually that can come with the help of people who know you, love you, and are willing to tell you the truth in your life. Yes, Steve, you you nailed it. They said, you know, people who say that instead of, I want to be open to feedback, even if it's hard to hear. Yeah. That is the sign of a emotionally healthy person who can uh, self-evaluate You know, there are people who are like, if I said to somebody, I won't name any names. If I could tell something bothered somebody, I'd go, hey, I'm really sorry I hurt your feelings. And they'd get defensive and go, you didn't hurt my feelings. (laughs) What are you talking about? Like that to me is like you need to work on (sighs) acknowledging that your feelings actually were hurt? Yeah. Like, I don't think yeah. there's any shame in that. I feel like it's a pride kind of thing. Yeah. Um, some other ones, uh, other phrases that indicate you might have low emotional intelligence. I don't care how you feel. Okay. Wow, that's aggressive. People that have low emotional intelligence are stuck in their ways and refuse to uh, evolve, as we said. But they also... um disregard other people's feelings so instead i get it i get it you can't be walking on eggshells all the time with everybody but i think you can you can be an honest communicator in a helpful way while also considering the person's emotions right like you could say hey i'm really sorry you're feeling upset how can i help right that is always better than I don't care how you feel. Wow, that's like really <laughs> aggressive. Yeah, who is Hannibal Lecter? Right. It's your fault I feel this way. Okay. That, you know, I don't I don't like victim language. And, well, and you shouldn't blame others for, for how you feel. You right? know what though? A challenge to everyone? You're yeah, you're right. A challenge to everyone is listen because we all do it to varying ex- extents. Listen to how often you use victim language because it's subtle and it creeps into your life. But anytime you, if you end a lot of days of the week, like everyone's out to get me, you're having a victim mentality problem. If you often, if it's, yeah, and then he did this and that's why this happened to me, or I was late because, or the reason I got mad was he said something offhand there, what that does is it removes ownership and faculty that we have over our own choices and reactions. So we get to control how we react to 
anything. Yeah, I mean, it, saying it's your fault I feel this way, I get what the person is trying to say, but they're not saying it the right way. You could say, hey, right. I'm feeling really emotional right now. Here's why hearing things like that trigger thoughts of whatever. And even if the person that you're talking to is the one who said it, right. they're not to blame for how you feel. Yes, and I'm not saying that you never have a conversation because they're t- you're right that how you frame it really dictates then how you operate within that. So if you say, it's your fault, I feel this way, you're defeated, you're, you're the victim, and the person who hurt you needs to make it all right, as opposed to, what do they say, you're, what's the healthy way of talking you're supposed to say, supposed to say, when you say this, I it hear. makes me feel... Uh, I hear this and it, it makes me feel this way. And then it allows the other person to not necessarily just blankly apologize, but to maybe then explain when I say this, what I mean is, and then they can come to an understanding of, okay, I might be a little sensitive here. I might be coming across harsher than I think I am here. Yeah. And then you both are owning it as opposed to, yeah. I just, victim mentality, the, the language, once you hear it, you can't unhear it. And then you'll all you'll hear it in yourself, you'll hear it in others, and you have trouble not telling people. Nope, victim mentality. That's mm. victim language. Another uh, phrase they add to the list: "You're just wrong." Now, emotionally intelligent people focus more on understanding each other's experience and recognizing nuance. So, maybe say, "I want to hear your perspective," even when we don't see things. Or I don't see things the way you do. Help, help me understand why you feel this way. The thing That's is, great. That's great. people are set in their ways and they don't. I feel like they uh, oftentimes people and I notice this in a certain generation. No, but um, feel like it's a weakness to talk about feelings <clears throat> and to be honest about what happened instead of like, pfft, no, it didn't bother me at all. Which generation do you think? Because I wonder if we're thinking opposite. I'm thinking older. I'm thinking I think o- older Barry stuff. O- older Barry stuff and goes, oh no, that, I didn't. That didn't hurt my feelings. Right. You know, because there's pride there. I think a lot of it has to do with pride. I yeah, think younger be- people are more in touch with their feelings and, and expressing themselves. Maybe you could even argue in certain situations, maybe a touch too much. That, that is true. And is there a meeting in the middle that could happen right. where it's like we do need you can't do what all of our parents did. You can't you can't like stuff emotions down. Don't right. talk about it. Blah, blah, blah. Stiff right. upper lip. But also we don't necessarily need an emotional support chinchilla. Right. <laughs> maybe there's a middle ground. Yeah, maybe. So I, you know, I didn't grow up in a house where it was always I love you. I love you. Come here. Give me a hug. No, it was like very strict and. Oh, so I think there are a lot of people who grew up in those ways where we don't talk about that. Uh-uh. That's personal. We keep that to ourselves, that kind of thing. And so it's a hard l- lesson to break. It's it's like a hard, it's hard to break that mentality when it's yeah. drilled in you for 18, 20 years. Oh, for sure. Oh, my God. And then you're yeah. expected to have like a conversation about hurt feelings. That's weird. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, get I get it. That. I get it. Yeah, and I came. I I grew up in a very I love you house. 
Okay, that's good. But, but my parents didn't necessarily, I think there were some things that they just didn't want us to see maybe weakness in some areas or, sure. oh, you know, stiff upper lip in other areas. So, yeah. yeah. Right, and now man. we just don't tell our children no because we don't want to impact their aura in case they're trying to manifest <laughs> barf in my mouth. We'll take uh, a break. When we come back, we'll play a game, Donna. We will? It's the same name game. Okay. Hey, it's Rocco for Crescent Tide Cremation Services. You probably hear that uh, end-of-life expenses are uh, a big deal and uh, a high price tag. But I'm here to tell you it doesn't have to be because of uh, what they do over at Crescent Tide. And when I say they, I'm talking about Lisa and Verlin and their team. It's a family-run business right here in St. Paul. And they keep things simple, where simple cremations start at just $1,000. It's customizable, you know, if you need to add things on, like a a small visitation or a fancier urn or stuff like that, you can do that. They'll talk you through that. They're not going to try to trick you into anything. They like to say they keep things simple, transparent, and affordable. They used to be in the full-service funeral business, and one day they just realized it's, it just seems like so many people these days, they just want a simple cremation. They want to have a celebration of life for their loved one that makes sense to them, and oftentimes that doesn't involve like a fancy, stuffy funeral home. So check it out today, crescenttide.com, my talk keyword, cremation. I don't think it's right to call us a strictly talk radio station. It's not all talk. At least a third of it is laughter. My Talk 1071. I'm picking out this dress, trying on these shoes, cause I'll be single soon. I'll be single soon. I know he'll be a It's the third annual My Talk. Hi. It's the final stretch of the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Let's go to the mailbag. I do love when I see Donna is right in the subject line. Oh, boy. Now, let me guess the name of the person who emailed. <laughs> I'm going I'm to go in. I'm going to go Susie. It is Susie. <laughs> I love, guys, that was blind. It I did not Susie. look at the email bag. Uh, this has to do with me not knowing anything about dinosaurs. Okay. Uh, Susie says, Steve has a million kids and he's a guy. That's why he knows the different dinos. If he didn't. He would be a bad parent. <laughs> I wasn't taught the different dinos, Donna. Useless information. Right? And you guys just taking shots at paleontologists and museum directors all around the state. Here's nation. Margaret. Yeah, it's weird that Donna doesn't know her basic popular dinos. I was born in 75, so Gen X. And while I do have an older brother, he was more into Julia Child than dinosaurs. <laughs> Uh, I don't have an unusual uh, unusual amount of interest in them. Um, okay, I know my basic dinosaurs, she says. Then we've got Teresa, who said, we didn't spend a lot of time learning about dinosaurs when I was in school, and I'm maybe two or three years older than you. We learned about birds being descendants of dinosaurs from Jurassic Park. Thank you. Hmm. Yeah, did you see Jurassic Park, Donna? I sure did. Yeah. Was yeah. I supposed to memorize all of the characters? No, again, Donna, stop acting like I'm asking you to know dinosaur number 44 in the Encyclopedia of Dinosaurs. I'm talking about the big dogs. 
Triceratops, Stegosaurus. What was that one? Tyrannosaurus Rex. Stegosaurus. Did you, make up, you made up Stegosaurus. Stegosaurus. Yeah, my never. goodness, are you a cave woman? I've never heard that word in my life. If never she was, pe- she'd know the dinosaurs. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, I guess otherwise you would have stayed in the cave. Okay. I mean, I just didn't know this was a thing. I mean, I guess I'm not going to choose that category on Jeopardy. Um, yeah, Stegosaurus, like big spiky plates all up and down its back. Nothing. Big tail that it could like impale you with. Yeah, nothing. Huh. I also don't How about watch- a velociraptor? Uh, I I know it's a dinosaur. I just don't know what it looks like. You should put like ten dinosaurs in front of me, and I'll try to identify them. With Done. You give me ten names you, and ten dinosaurs. Do no studying. No studying. I Donna. won't study. I do know what Triceratops looks like now. Okay, so that will be your free space on the dinosaur bingo card. <laughs> okay. That'll I don't. Great. I don't we do think that it's tomorrow, that weird. Mike. Done. Really yeah, tomorrow. Don't. Okay, great. <laughs> and I buy and- dinosaurs all the time for my little baby cousin. Um, I wonder if you're getting them dinosaurs. I don't even know <laughs> if you're picking out the right toy anymore. Look at all these dinosaurs. You walk in and it's just a bunch of stuffed dogs. <laughs> Nobody tell her. She only comes once a year. It's fine. Thank you, Aunt Donna. Seriously, you know me so well. Anyway, there are new emojis on the way. I think we're due. Hmm. I don't... I'm such a rookie at using emojis. I am a dinosaur when it comes to using emojis. I don't use them well. I'm trying to up my emoji game. I just don't do great with it. They've well, got a lime. That's nice. And we have a phoenix and a brown mushroom. Broken chain. A brown mushroom is going to get misused, my friends. Oh, for sure. There's also um, two new smile emojis. One that's shaking its head from side to side like, oh, jeez. And another that's shaking its head up and down. Is that what that's supposed to be? Because the shaking its head side to side sort of looks like Saturn. That's a planet. Oh. Don't ask me about planets either. Did you guys do the planet thing? We did do planets. We did. Name all the planets. No writing. No writing. Here we go. All right. Pluto. You're starting with the technicality. We'll let it slide for this. That's fine. Uh, Earth. Nice. Saturn. Nice. Venus. Nice. Mercury. Yes, Queen. Uh, Uranus. Okay. <laughs> um, did I say Venus? You did. Um, Jupiter. Nice. Mm, dopey. <laughs> Sneezy. <laughs> Grumpy. Okay, um, okay. I don't know. What did I miss? You missed Neptune? Oh, Neptune's a good one. And I believe you also missed Mars. Oh, there is Mars. All right. I'm better on those. Now, I couldn't pick them out in a lineup. That that would be tough for any of us, I think. I could do yeah. Earth and Saturn. Because Saturn has the rings. Correct. You ever see Saturn through a telescope? Never. It is a transformative experience. It is truly wild. Do you have a telescope? No. But I knew a guy at a campground once who had a telescope on the night of like a shooting star night, whatever you okay. call that, sure. meteor shower. And it was crazy. We looked up and we saw Saturn and you could see its rings. It was like, that's oh, it. It's wow. there. It's the circle. It's the rings. Cool. It's up there right now looking like that. That's amazing. It was really, really cool. I'm so happy for you. Did you see any dinosaurs? 
Let's right. call Brian. I don't want to. Why? I don't know. Just call him. Come down for moose soup after. It's always a surprise. Oh no, it's mac and cheese. It's always a surprise. Oh no, it can't be. Hey, what's that? Hey, we hear you're going to be coming up here for a recording session. Oh, that's already done. Oh. Oh, wonderful. Wow. Can't wait to hear that. Nice. Um, can we know what category? what category you're going to be involved in? I don't in? think I can reveal anything. That's yeah. fine. Um, yeah, it's going to be song. What's your soupy doopy doop and... down there? You, I'll, if I tell you, you're never going to say that again, right? Correct. Oh, yes, never sorry, say yes. No, never say it again. I'm sorry. I don't know what got into me. Uh, it is chicken noodle. Okay, classic. All yeah, right. it's uh, home style. Use penne noodles. It's good. Oh, you use penne. Yeah. All right, nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right, all right, cool. cool. That's it. All right, that's all we got. Is that uh, all we got? Did I we think. want to ask him something else? I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know. We're out of time. Brian, do you know what a pterodactyl is? Yeah. It's a dinosaur. Hmm. What, what, what does it look like? It has wings. There we go. Okay, that's all we needed. You're right. Uh, do you think your daughter knows what a pterodactyl is? 100%. And she's five. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brian. You've yep. gone above and beyond as always. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Sorry, Donna. Uh, we'll take a break. And by that, I mean a 21-hour break. Hmm. We'll come back tomorrow a little better off. I didn't realize the whole world was so versed in dinosaurs. Donna, do not study any dinosaurs tonight. I Try not won't. to even think about no, them. No, I won't. You know how it's going to end. I know. I just want to What I kind of dinosaur is Dino, do you think? Long think neck? He's more like a Brontosaurus, Brachiosaurus, okay. one of those two. All right, good. You just helped me cheat. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.